This is JFM Podcast. Good morning to you. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. Thank you for choosing us. We choose you too. It is Thursday and it is the second day of the month of June 2022. And of course, glad to be here with you. Another day in the life of the world. And uh, before we jump right into the program, let's take a look at some stories making the headlines uh, in papers this morning. Uh, let's start with the Daily Post. Uh, first of all, Tambuwal, we did what was right for PDP. Lamido replies, Wike. Well, of course, there's been a lot of controversy uh, concerning Tambuwal's move at this time and a lot of people feeling uh, that, of course, the PDP uh, rescinded on its um, constitution concerning zoning. Uh, Wiki has said a lot. The South feels the way it feels. The North feels the way it feels. Well, of course, we are one Nigeria. We keep that in mind. And uh, some see this as, you know, for the party, for the greater good of the party, if they look at the larger picture. The former governor of Jigawa State, Suli Lamido, has told Governor Yeson Wike of River State that they did only what is right by picking former Vice President Al-Hajati Kwabubakar as the People's Democratic Party candidate, PDP presidential candidate for the 2023 general elections. Lamido is said to be one of the northern leaders who played a key role in convincing Governor Aminu Waziri Tambwal of Sokoto State to step down and back Atiku's candidacy during Saturday's presidential primaries and the national convention of the party. And uh, Lamido is saying um, he, he hails Wiki's efforts and contributions to the main opposition party and even noted that nobody has carried the party the way Wiki has done in the last two years, but insisted that decisions were made for the best interest of the party and Nigerians in general. And in quotes, he's saying there is nobody who talked about the PDP in the last two years like Wiki, but the party picked who they thought is best for the presidential ticket, the ex-Jigawa governor told Channels Television on Wednesday evening. Uh, reacting to Wiki's comments aftermath of the election where the Rivers governor said that at some point he wanted to scuttle the presidential primary, especially when Tambuol was allowed to mount the podium again to announce his decision to step down. Lamido said Wiki reacted to defeat like any other human being. He insisted that the decision to ensure Atiku triumphed was not made based on region but to give the party the best sellable candidate to challenge the ruling party. While talking about sellable, the APC is also at this point looking for who to sell to Nigerians, uh, the right partner to spar with Atiku Abubakar come 2023 elections. And of course, we are looking forward to that time and we're reminding uh, the parties as well to remember uh, to bring up candidates that you know Nigerians will have trust in, uh, not just to win elections. Uh, one what Party is one part of uh, the, the, the decision, but also uh, the people at the end of the day have will have the last say whether we like it or not. is in the hands of the people. And there are other stories making the rounds. Again, APCS goes. Governors divided over Buhari's succession plan and screening report ready. Uh, that was the top story from the Punch newspaper this morning and our other issues INEC laments low turnout says 20 million PVCs unclaimed remember that is your power come 2023 without your PVC you cannot vote so if you say you have a candidate in mind that you want to support trust me the best way to do to go about this is to get your PVC and do not forget if you're over 18 also you can register in a political party so that we can perhaps root out these delegates who we say are uneducated 
uh, do not have that broad mind, do not understand what is going on with Nigeria, register yourself in a political party, get your PVC vote right. And this morning we're talking about budgeting and uh, budgeting in Nigeria uh, is being seen as an exclusive preserve of the executive arm of government, especially as it concerns uh, budget preparation, implementation and the legislature participating during the approval and audit stages. And uh, the only opportunity given to citizens to participate in the process, uh, some would say, is at the approval stage during uh, public hearings at the National Assembly. And now uh, we have in the studio this morning to throw and shed more light on budgeting issues. I have with me right now, and um, he's just arriving, and that's uh, one of the reasons why I would say that uh, we didn't start right at 9 o'clock. But with that being said, it promises to be a very engaging program. I have with me in the studio this morning, uh, Mr. Lamba. Let me get that right. And I have with me Mr. Lamba Peter Bott. He's a permanent secretary, Ministry of Budget and Economic Planning. Good morning to you, Mr. Lamba. Good morning, Zoe. Sorry, I know you had to be here on short notice, yes. but uh, the urgency of the matter at hand uh, apparently is uh, very important. And uh, sorry about your health. How are you feeling now? I'm better now. You're better and now. You see, I'm here now. All right. Well, good to have you in our studio. Well, for, for, for government in any part of the world to function and meet up with its responsibility, planning is key. Uh, budget, therefore, is planning expressed in numbers or figures. So uh, they say budget is in three phases, formulation, execution, and evaluation uh, for budget to meet its purpose. So the three tiers of government must participate actively. And so um, let's, let's begin to talk about budgeting and all the issues that I would like to cover this morning on the program. Okay, thank you. Actually, the budget cycle is, um, is four. We have four stages in the budget cycle. The first cycle is the formulation, and the second is the approval. The third is the execution. The last one is the analysis of the performance from audit uh, reports to oversight function of the House of Assembly. Now, in these four cycles of budget, or four stages or that we have, the first one in the formulation is where we have changed what happened. You see, before, the budget is generated from top to bottom. But currently, with the new change that we have since 2020, we are running part of the budget from bottom up. Why bottom up? There is great consideration for the citizen. The citizen is very, very important. Most budgets that are generated from top to bottom does not really take care of the citizen, who is the taxpayer. He has nothing to say in that. He has not much to say anyway in that. So we came up with the idea to imbibe the SIFTAS guideline and the OGP thematic um, uh, concept where we were trained and told that we should start with the budget consultative forum. In the budget consultative forum, we are supposed to hold town hall meetings. These town hall meetings will receive the pleas of the citizen. And everything about the consultative forum is the citizen. And therefore, we visit all the zones in the state. We invite all the local governments in each zone. They attend the consultative forum with us. We have done this for three years, collecting submissions, pleas, and the plight of the people. And we have discovered that it is not even enough. The citizens will make their submission, and then they go home. But you see now, with what is happening, we have added what is called the citizens' participation. We have taken it to the next level and say, okay, citizen, do the consultative forum. Submit your pleas. Let's get the ones that are good to be included in the budget. In the participation, um, participate in the execution. Don't make a submission. The fact that it is in the budget doesn't mean that it will be implemented. So what the citizen is encouraged to do is that, you know, Zoe, that uh, 
there is no local government that doesn't have a commissioner. There is no local government that doesn't have a member of the House of Assembly. All these are representative of their people. What do they actually submit to the Ministry of Budget? Is it a reflection of their own um, constituent meeting? Is it really from a constituency meeting? Is it really from their own offices? Or is it really from their chamber? They sit down and write. Some of them bring up uh, budgetary um, estimates on scholarship in their community. Who decided that to be the constituency project? Mm. Is this, was the citizen involved? If the citizen wasn't involved, and then even if the scholarship is a good program for the citizens, they want it, who does the selection of the beneficiaries? Is it that you go and see one family having five beneficiaries? What is the spread of the beneficiaries? You see, when you join this with the community leaders, you will see that um, the citizens themselves, they will make a ballot, choose those who are, what is even the, the authenticity that those people who benefit the scholarship are students. This can be proven when the community is involved. They are representatives. They are supposed to be, they are supposed to educate, advocate, work with their people. His Excellency gives them this money for constituency projects. And it is supposed to touch the lives of the constituents, not just to have a project. So if that community has a very, very great need, when it rains, nobody else lives or comes into the community. And you are giving them scholarship. Are you really solving their problem? It should have been Colbert's and even lateralizing the roads, not scholarship. They might need their roads and their Colbert's. So it doesn't make sense when you give scholarship to your community, your own community you represent, and you give them scholarship. And any drop of rain, everybody waits. No one goes out. No one comes into the community. I think it's a misplacement of priority. Hmm. And so we take that even for water supply. There are communities that all they need is that they want wells drilled. I mean wells uh, dug, not even boreholes. All they want is let's have some good wells. Because what do we mean by good wells? They, have, they need wells that can be casted with concrete. Because any well they, 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 they dig, maybe the, uh, the soil drops into it, so it becomes bad. So what they want is uh, real wells with rings so that it maintains the quality of water supply. Some of them might need boreholes. Some of them might need motorized boreholes. So, but that decision to drill borehole, who decided that? Hmm. While talking Is about citizen? uh, citizens' participation, how yeah. do we get everyone to participate? You know, and um, what is the role of the local governments now in all of this? Okay, so let me talk about the citizens' participation here. Like I told you that we cannot talk about citizens' participation without talking about the consultative forum. The citizens must submit their, their uh, plight. And in the participation, they will track it. They will follow up. But how many citizens are even aware that there is a citizens' consultative forum? Precisely. Who is Zoe. supposed to make us aware of this? Is it the National Orientation Agency? Is it at what level? So currently, we as a ministry, for the last three years, we have conducted that consultative forum. We have invited stakeholders from religious, from FBOs, CBOs, and all the BOs. We have invited community leaders. We have invited the youth. Mm -hmm. We have invited several uh, subsectors of the society. We held, previously we held uh, in 2021 in Shanda, and we organized the central people to come to JOS, and then we organized the northern to also come to the same venue. And we held that consultative forum, and we discussed some of the communities were talking about roads, 
Some were talking about some who are endangered because of crisis. We're talking about security. Some of them were talking water. So the ones that we can pick from their submission, we send it to the corresponding MDA. If the citizens complain about water, we in the budget ministry, we are no experts on water. So we make that submission to the Ministry of Water Resources, or we make that submission to PROASA. They are the experts. So they will do the costing and include it in their budget estimates and make that submission. Now, the citizens' participation is to ensure that the draft budget comes out with their submission. The citizens must participate. How? They should go back and call their commissioners. We in this community, you see, that's why I told you that there is no community in Plateau State that does not have a representative. There is no local government that doesn't have a chairman. There is no community that doesn't have a councillor. There is no community that doesn't have a commissioner. There is no community that doesn't have a, even a permanent secretary. There is no community that does not have a member of the House of Assembly. Well, what happens, let's say, in cases of insecurity when, you know, the, the representatives are met and their hands are tied, there's nothing they can do? How much more even, you know, the, the chief executive and the chief security officer of the state, what can the citizens uh, forum or participation forum do? Well, the citizens will have to submit. They know, sometimes they know strangers. They see strangers in their community. And why would they keep mute? You see strangers come to your market. They buy food stuff. They go away. You've never seen them. You see them looking dangerous and haggard. You allow them to go. You have to be reporting to government. You see, the problem is they have even left information sources, sourcing for government. The community, the citizen is responsible for information supply. The citizen is responsible for sourcing of information. I know, but what do you do when you, you give intelligence out and your life is in danger at the end? But that's what we're talking about in any case. We're still uh, looking about uh, at the importance of budgeting and how everyone can get to participate, you know, in, the, uh, in, the, in local governance for starters even. Yes. Yes. So, and that is why we're saying that here, that what we attempt as a ministry is to understand the situation first and to create estimates from experience to say, well, you can see how Basa became mute and then Kanam became noisy. So what do we do? How did we make Kanam to become quiet again? Then you look at how Barkiladi became quiet, how other things. The issue with security is um, something that everybody knows that is so humongous in nature of expenditure. It's not something that it's um, easy. Even the application of uh, intelligence and other applications to even cope the situations. Mm. You see, it's, it's, it's not something state, states don't have huge, huge experience. And the way it happens, it's just like a click in the night and the people are gone. The culprits are gone. So we also try to make provisions in the budget to deal with immediate um, uh, issues before uh, the Security Council sits and then they offer other proposals where His Excellency quickly also attend to it. You see, uh, a lot of people should know that uh, the insecurity situation in Plateau State is eroding the funds that should have been used to touch the lives of more people in Plateau State. So the more we are in crisis, the more the soldiers will have to earn from obtaining uh, hand gears that they need and other things. The more they will need vehicles to be mobile, to go to black spots, or the more they will need to buy projectiles to ensure that they repel the enemy. So, and these things are not free. You know, so in this term, we are greatly uh, making a plea that the federal government should be intervening in really uh, creating a special fund to immediately supply projectiles and other items and vehicles and mobility. Mm. You can see that before, we never had uh, barracks of Mapo in Barkeladi. We never had any Air Force base in uh, Mangu. 
But you can see these are part of the attempts by the federal government. So we will always appreciate when that those efforts are intensified. They will help the state to maintain peace and tranquility, you know, and that will bring progress. Mm. If people keep moving around, running around, you know, they cannot develop anything. So let's talk about citizens' budget. What is citizens' budget again, and uh, why is it important that citizens understand the government's budget? Yes. Because a lot of people feel like um, the only way they can get involved or participate is uh, you know, voting in elections. I don't know if there's any other way for them to participate. Now, can you see how plateau people are so not informed well, during the primaries informed. during the primaries hold on listen mm. i'll tell you not so informed look at the discussions during delegate elections during primaries almost every citizen at the grassroots was uh, oh you know yeah, we're talking election primaries. You know how the people were mobilized, how they were moving. You know, at least there was a... Conversations. Yeah, conversations and participation. And you can see the mobilization itself. So the conversation became higher for the candidates. Then the mobilization became intensive. In some areas, people were having sleepless nights because they needed to decide. Why can't they do this for budgeting? If they do this for their own direct needs, you can imagine the impact. But when it comes to budgeting, they are not found. They don't care about their communities. Is that what it is? No, they care. But they don't have that participation. They don't have that patience. Do you know some people slept in the balloting centers? And it's because of one person they needed to give a primary ticket. But if you call them to have a consultative forum, can they be that patient? So that's why I said our people have been left without proper mobilization, proper sensitization, and proper discussion. Now we are going out within the month to conduct another consultative forum. And that is partly why I'm here. Mm to discuss what is actually the relevance of it. You know, we, we, we need, we have, we will discuss with the stakeholders. Currently, we are running a dissemination report where we are circulating the citizen's budget that you asked. The citizen's budget is just a simplified format of presentation of the approved appropriation. The reports indicate several consolidation of figures. It does not go into proper details. So if the citizen who is assumed to be average needs to understand how much has been um, appropriated in 2022, the figure is there, 120, I mean 106 billion. And this 106 billion now, one figure. The next page, is 102, 106, I mean. Now, how much of it is personnel costs? How much of it is overhead costs? And how much of it is capital expenditure? At a glance, with diagrams, with some kind of figures, then you know part of the mistake is that everybody wants to see the expenditure. But budget is not like that. Budget is a two-legged document. There is the revenue aspect of it, and there is an expenditure. Nobody's interested in the revenue, you know. Everybody wants to see the expenditure, expenditure, how much they give us, how much they give us. That's not what it is. These same communities will discuss with them. They know some secret revenue sources. I want to ask you, Zoe, every vehicle that leaves, maybe, uh, let me use a uh, new market pack. To Mongo, do you know the drivers pay? They pay. The National Union of Road Transport Workers collect every load. They collect money from the drivers. Where do they remit that money? How many parks do we have in Plateau State? Maravan Jama, Yadinkoa, even here in front of your studio. All those people loading in NTA Park. I'm asking you, don't they collect from the drivers? 
Where do they remit that money? So we have a very huge informal sector money funds to develop our state. So what is the government doing to mop up these funds? Yes, the Ministry of Transport mm. is trying to reorganize the parks to some standards. First of all, imagine the kind of trailers that park in Dadinkoa. How many park per night? Or Meadiko. Or even Meadiko. Just imagine and freely and damaging the roads with their heavy loads. Yeah, and they wake up in the morning and drive away. Mm. So we are supposed to develop some kind of parking system so that they are organized. From the institutional organization, we can now tap from their activities and at least have something. Then the issue of citizens' uh, engagement or citizens' budget that you ask. The simplified version that we do is for the uh, citizen. Now, in that report, there is the, uh, the approved appropriation for that year. Then there are minutes of the meeting for the previous year. Then there are attendance for the meeting. Everybody that attended, because everything about the citizens' budget is evidence-based. So we get that from pictorial to signing of attendance. And, and then we do this in conjunction with the CSOs in the state. The entire CSOs participate with us on that. Mm. And well, they sign our reports on that. At this point, I would say that um, another thing is the budget performance itself. Yes. Let's talk about budget performance. Yes. Because a lot of people, like you said, just want, well, besides knowing how much has been allocated, they want to see what the money is being used for. Good. So they want to see, and they didn't come to us. Um, one would say they expect the projects to speak for itself. Good. So we have our report on the state website. For first those who all, cannot access state yes. websites, first of all, the can ministry, they see what the money has been used for in evidence physically, something they can touch and feel? Of course. There is. You can see it. The obstruction at the British America is a performance obstruction. You know that. Currently, the state government has acquired the ICD, the Inland Container Depot in Haipang has been acquired. It's now an asset of Plateau State Government. The back farm has been fully paid back to the previous owner. We have acquired it 100%. We've acquired the ICD 100%. And government has gone into a massive road flyover at the British America. You can see the obstruction is a huge budget performance. That you can see. It's not something that someone needs to tell you. There are other things. You know, running governance itself is costly. Running administration of governance is costly. There are a lot of transportation. There are a lot of receive, receiving of visitors. Mm. And there's a lot of refreshment, a lot of meetings, a lot of going up and down, a lot of issues that don't even have a representation in the budget, but they must be done. Where did we put that the president will come to Plateau State before in the budget? Did we put that? But if he's coming, we will not receive him. You know, these are contingencies that we must create budget for them and keep also. The vice president came. You think money was not spent? So these are some of the contingencies. So we must create that in anticipation. If they, if, so anything that comes up, we have to take care of it so that in the SIFTAS, that is state transparency, physical, I mean state physical transparency and accountability for the state, we must also account for such funds to also show. Now, in budget ministry, we also generate reports. There is a monthly report, there is a quarterly report. The quarterly report takes through the year, every three months. The monthly report is monthly. If you want us to sum up two quarters to give you half year, mm. you can get it. If so who is responsible it. for organizing citizen participation at the local level and what are the procedures taken to ensure that citizens at the local level are well informed? Good. Now, this year, for the citizens' conduct that we'll do for the consultative forum, mm. we have discovered that the CIFTAS program with the NGF that we've received training, they have insisted that we must do the consultative forum in conjunction with our local governments, 17 of them. So, 
they are holding the JAG meeting. When I'm done with this presentation, I'll go there. We are supposed to have a joint presentation. We are saying grassroots. They are the owners of the grassroots. So we need to do the consultative forum together. We will do conduct this year's um, consultative forum together. We are doing it together for one reason, to have them have an experience. Later in the year, in so few years to come, they will conduct that alone. But we want them to participate with us in conjunction. All the chairmen will come to their zone. They'll come with their secretaries. They'll come with their directors of planning. Where did you put the citizens' work? They might say, yeah, the citizens' uh, budget is there. Where is it? Show us. Tell the people that you were representing them. You had a budget for them. So if they bring out issues that this and that... So in the seven years of this administration, is this the first time this is being done? In conjunction with the local government? Yes, yes. precisely. So is this like an auditing? No, it's not an auditing yet. It's a formulation. You see, you audit what you have created first. So I will take you through the creation... The approval. There is an approval stage mm. in between. Then there is an execution stage before you even go to auditing. So what we want to do is to have the local government to to have to have a. First of all, we are doing this for them to replicate what we are doing. Then when we withdraw, they will cascade. In the future, they will cascade because they will do it on their own. But this time around, we'll come with them, we'll replicate, we'll join hands with them, we'll do the formulation, the production, and everything. Those monies that go to all councillors are constituency monies. What are they doing with it? Who in the constituency has ever called his councillor and say, you received 10 million? Where is it? Where is even the money in the budget? Where is it stated? You see, we are talking physical transparency, accountability, and sustainability. There's no more hiding of anything, no. You cannot consolidate an amount, all of them in one line of budget. It doesn't happen. All right, let's open the phone lines. 09055 in four places, 99. Good morning and welcome. Hello, good morning. Welcome, Sadiq. Thank you very much. I will comment your guest. You have spoken very, very well. And actually, when we look at budgeting in Nigeria or in Plateau states in general, is something that is not very, very clear. Seeing that every year the government used to budget, but actually the analysis of the budget is what we have been concerned. And citizens have been paying tax, and uh, uh, tax have been accrued to the government. And your guests have complained about uh, the issue of uh, budgeting money for the budgeting. That's the uh, internal generator revenue now. The state government and the federal government have to go up in hand, especially the Blatu state government, in terms of internal generator revenue. We have a lot of advantage of how to generate a revenue in Blatu state. But the government do not utilize or do not use it. When we look at our stadium, the terminus market, and as a tourism state, there is a lot of tourist centers that have been abandoned. So I'm um, uh, uh, asking your guests, is there any way that the planning and the budgeting can advise the uh, executive uh, so that they can able to include what he's saying? And what, what is their role? If, like he said, if the local government uh, chairman do not submit their budget to the uh, National uh, Budget Planning Committee. What is their role or there to make sure that they have go there to investigate how sure is the budget of the spending to the people? And even having to hold uh, uh, to the people, is that you're supposed to organize the town hall to, uh, to the people? Is it the uh, National Budget Committee? Or is it the executive government? All this is what I want to ask. Thank you very much. Sadiq, can you listen to me, Sadiq? Yes, I'm listening. Your community, maybe it's just not, right? Yes. Let me do this for you. You are always calling the station. I am giving you a special invitation to attend our consultative forum. You will be recognized. I want you to come, but I want you to do something for me. Visit the office of the chairman of Just Not and visit the office of your counselor and ask them important questions. 
and come with their feedback to our meeting for the consultative forum. Meet them, look for them, talk to them, and ask them, because you are saying we should, we should, we should. No, you are the citizen. Go ahead and do it. Know the performance. So, Sadiq, you have a special invitation. You have a special seat. When we meet either in Dadinkoa or in any venue, please give Zoe your number so that I can contact you. I want to give you a special invitation. Attend this consultative forum. Let's discuss. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. I'm happy about this information that you just put out now. So, what questions should people begin to ask in their local governments before even coming to attend uh, this exercise that is coming up? Yes, citizen, local governance. All right, let's take some more calls. All then right, we'll get ahead. to that. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Welcome. Yes, please uh, permit me to go political on this particular program. Let's know your name um, and where you're coming from. Please go ahead. Um, is coming from uh, Larry. Mm. Um, yes, um, uh, in the newspaper review this morning when you mentioned about um, the APC and the commission, you see... Um, um, no, Nigeria we're talking about budget is. right now. We can't go into anything yes, else except is, you want yes, to that, that's tie it to me. budget. That's I said. First of all, I said, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, please, uh, me up no, are you going to tie it to what we're talking about? I am talking about politics. politics. About the All right, we're talking yes. about budgeting this morning, please. Zero nine zero five five six in four places. Nine nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello and good morning. Please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set or step away from it? And if possible, make your comments in a minute. Your name, your location, and your live. Good morning, Zoe. Welcome. Permit me to greet that resourceful idea, Kifu Nigerian, he who understands believers. You see, that is what we are talking about, all inclusive governance. From the low to the top, this high I mean, budget can be appropriated. What is budget? Is it total money a national state get for it? And the money I want to spend. But how many Nigerians know? How many people know that there is a budget? So this is, I'm supporting what is happening to this consultative forum and the citizen participation. And that initial, it must come from the local government. First of all, that's where we are the lamenting of giving them full autonomy for national administration so that they are kept a lot of money to cut off everybody and to bring everyone inside. Maybe at the end of the year, if you want to make a budget, the council should go around and convert like the gentleman inside the house, they are saying, you consult people so that they know. Even when you people institute a project in their place, they will protect it. Then the one you make a product, a termination from the headquarters, from the capital, from this, they will not care. So the issue, what is on them, I like it. And then when, it go, when you allow people to participate, there will be no grudge. They will see one thing. But the issue is that who monitor the budget? Because first of all, you must, you, you must propagate, you must formulate, and you must implement, and you execute. And there are the other indices around to monitor, who monitor the budget in this country? Okay, the budget office said, the money appropriated from the federal inland revenue are missing. Where is the IPPIs? So this is that, let's talk, begin to begin with sincerity. And let people on top be honest. And let we dump through masses be participating. Participating. We cannot be looking only government. We have to partake. So that we then we didn't believe. Good morning, Thank away. you so much. Yes, Mr. Lamba. I bet okay. you want to throw some light so, on that. So yes, I was trying to explain more of the citizens' budget. The document of the citizens' budget does not end with that production. It goes into another document that the ministry generates, and it is called citizens' credibility report. When, for instance, we have included 50 items in the citizen's budget and the state government has been able to implement maybe 15, we must create that credibility report. And the credibility report is not generated from the budget performance at our end. We go into the audited financial statement of the state to say that the implementation has taken place uh, from the Treasury it has been compiled. The Auditor General has also accepted it was implemented. And then the House of Assembly has have, have also accepted that um, 
the report is okay. Then we fetch from that report to say, uh, one, we identify two, we identify three. If we reach 15th item and we know that that is all, we must give a report indicating that the citizen's budget has a credibility report for implementation. We must do that, and we have it in the ministry. We must do that. All right. Let's take more phone calls. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Yes, it's a pleasure. Good to have you here. You're live. Your name, your location. My name's uh, Honorable Stephen Kim, the ultimate of Barricade United, speaking live from Bila de Plato State. Great. Good to have you. Let's talk. Yeah, just uh, as a discussion about uh, the audacity of package of, uh, of vehicles, unauthorized vehicles, on our uh, highways. Mm. Particularly, as uh, the guest mentioned, uh, Dadinkoa. Mm. Hello? Well, yes. We can hear you. Go Where ahead, you? please. <laughs> yes, as you mentioned, Dadinkoa, those are uh, trailers that are normally parked by the roadside. My question is what is the secret that when a guest is coming to Plato State, particularly, which I know, you will always see just in a very bright future. Mm. You will always see everything organized. But once the guest is gone, we go back to Egypt again. What is the secret? And what must we do to maintain that audacity that is done when a guest is coming to the state? The portholes will be properly done. You could see the beauty of yours. Anytime a guest is coming, especially the president or somebody that is highly placed, you will see just so organized. What is it that we will always do when a guest is coming that we cannot do when the guest is gone? Thank you very much. Thank you for your time, Mr. Lamba. Okay, actually, you know, the provision usually are temporal makeups to ensure that uh, there's tranquility and there is mobility and accessibility. You cannot have an, uh, some important guests. We are all important. And that is what we are saying. From Barki Ladi, you, when was the time you went to see your representation or representative in the House of Assembly? Do you even know him? Have you ever gone to him? Is this not the question you should ask him? He's the one that is responsible. He's representing you. And he makes his money and he sits and none of you even know his office. The citizen must wake up. That is precisely what we are saying. We are talking local governance. You must pick up that challenge. The way they pick up challenge to do delegate and come out and sleep. Let's do budget. Let's borrow. Okay? You are asking us. Maybe next time when I come here, I'll call the Commissioner of uh, Transport and Commissioner of uh, Works. Because there's so much question about roads and transport. We, we might come around and discuss more to enlighten the people because there's great need. It's rainy season and transportation is a great factor. Mm. So we will do that. I promise you I will come in conjunction with the Commissioner of Transport and Works. All right. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Zoe. This is Godwin from University of China. All right. Godwin from UJ. Let's talk. Yes, uh, my concern about budget, um, you know, points out to two basic things. I know that budget is usually a projection and um, an expectation, you know, from what is, you know, coming to the government and how it is going to be spent. Yes. Um, certainly, you see uh, during budget presentations in the National Assembly, you find out that. The budget presentations are done, you know, in, in sequence based on, you know, ministries and organizations. And then the, gov the, the president will take it to the uh, Senate and the House of Reps. Now, you find out that, like in the last budget, the money budgeted for House of the, the two chambers was given to them completely. I mean, it was approved without anything. And the jubilation... That is my concern now. Mm. The jubilation that welcomed that presentation mm. got me worried. Mm. Why, are, why were they jubilating that such a humongous amount of money was approved to them? And then, in one of the administration, I don't know, I can't really remember whether it was Yeradwal 
or good luck era. A minister, you know, of health. She was a lady. She budgeted money and at the end of the year, okay. the least person in her office went home with a million naira. Mm. And that is to say that the money budgeted for was not utilized you know, to its maximum, or somehow they kept some for their own use. Okay, let me explain something. Just so hold on. I got your point now. Can you just okay. listen for a minute? Now, you see, yes. federal budget, structure of federal budget is different from state. Sources of revenue is different from state. Strategies and plans, work plans and other strategies are different from state. Did you hear that by some year end, some ministries return 30 billion, 40 billion? Can that happen in the state? We are left in the state to struggle for ourselves. What happens at the federal level is different. Some ministries are given 30, 40 billion to go and create expenditure for it. Is that right? It's wrong. That is what happens at the federal level. But here, you have to, you have to justify that that estimate, write a memo, have an approval. After the approval, you have to come and wait and ensure that the state yes, treasury yes, has yes, fund for you. So, yes, I will can better discuss. Yes. Can, can I say this? Say, please. If, if budget performances are based on you know, what is coming into the state government, now yes. taking the state into cognizance now, yes. do we really have budget for state? Because to me, if you ask me, uh, <laughs> my guest there, yes. I will tell you that we don't have budget. The current government don't have a budget. Okay. It's like the wake of one Let day me guide you. Decide, this is what we want to do. Let me guide you. All right. Like Thank the you. Case of the, Thank the, the you. Thank you. Let me guide you some. Fly okay. over bridge in particular. He says. Okay. Okay. Are you there? Okay. No, we've He's cut gone. him off. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's a call. No, go ahead, please. Okay. He is from the university. Let me tell you something. We produce budget booklets that have all the details of the state appropriation bill. How many lecturers in the university, even University of Georgia, have a single copy of Plateau State 2022 budget? Or even previous years. Was it made available? To it's the available. They have to come. Their students come. When they do some thematic uh, topics, and they come to our department. They say, we're writing on this, we're writing on budget performance, uh, local study of uh, just not. Is there a way uh, to maybe inundate people with this by even if they don't come, you take it to them? We can. We can collaborate. We can give all our tertiary institutions in Plateau State a copy each. We can include that, and I bet you will do it. That is a, 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 a hope. So let's talk about the impact of the citizens' participation in budgeting. Is there any feedback mechanism in place? Yes, we have a feedback mechanism on the state website where you can go and key in your personal uh, feeling about the budget. You could ask a question. You could uh, make a comment. When you go to our state website, plateaustategovernment.gov.ng is our website. When you go there, you see citizens' submission. If you open the website now, you see it. It will be scrolling. On for top those of the for state those website. who are not literate, good. But are interested in this. So we expect them to attend the consultative forum. So where, when, what time? Who is invited? We will, we is it will free? have it in Shandam first. We will send the dates. We will discuss the dates. Then we will have in Panching and have in Jos. All the local governments in Jos will come to Jos Zone, Panching Central. Southern for Shanda. Mm. All right. That. So, how can citizens participate in this? What should Good. they have in mind before coming? This so is they come how prepared. citizens must participate. They must come to the level of formulation. They should be found there at the level of approval from their committee from the state ESCO. They should be found there at the level of implementation. You see a contractor in your area. You don't even know what has brought him. Maybe you have been allocated 10 boholes. He will do two and walk away. Because you don't even know why he's there. You did not participate. Then when you go to the House of Assembly, you are supposed to attend public uh, uh, public functions. The citizens are supposed to be there. The CSOs are supposed to guide the citizens to attend. 
So what if the citizens are not even aware or there is no awareness by these organizations that they are having something? Because so, if you didn't come up here now on mm-hmm. this program today, many people would not know what is happening. They, they think that budget is a government thing, not a government own. Carry and go. Government. No. So, that's so not how what it many is. of these media tours are you having to inform and to make the Plateau citizens aware that this is what is three. happening and they should? I'm doing three mm. within the year. I'm doing three. Right? Within this year, I'm doing three. Then when we are back, we are going to run another advocacy level to deal with the community leaders. And that's what will happen. All right. Now, is there any supervising agency responsible for budget performance reports? Of course, we are the ones. So this is what you're doing. You're going to... Well, that's why I said you're probably going to audit them or to find out... No, we don't audit. We give the auditor general... He produces report because the auditor general is independent. Mm. Then he takes it to the house. So this assembly. particular exercise covers what exactly? This exercise covers the submission or plea or plight of the citizen to be injected in the estimates of 2023 budget. All right. So any citizen that knows has a plight or any plea should yes, make to be sure included in 2023 budget. So wh- how do they come. start? They have to go first of all to their local government chairman to to make their plea or yeah. their plight, or they can just come right. They to are the community venue. leaders. Mm. They can have their meeting. They are representative. They have councillors. They have House of Assembly members. They have local government chairmen. They have a House of Assembly representatives. They have senators. They have House of Reps. All yeah. right. So let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Your All last right. words, Mr. Lamba. So my courage for my people of Plateau State is: please shine your eye. Let's participate. All right. Thank you so much for your time on the program. Let's talk. It's been a pleasure having you here this morning uh, to throw some more light. Make sure you participate in uh, what is going on at the moment and uh, make sure uh, you meet your representatives and let them know your pleas and your plight. Thank you very much, Mr. Lamba Peter Bott, the Permanent Secretary, Ministry of Budget and Planning, Plateau State. And it's a wrap on the program. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you keep a date with me next week. We'll do this Monday to Thursdays. And um, on this note, I say have your yourself a fantastic Thursday morning. Keep listening to J101.9 FM. More music, more programs coming your way. I'm Zoe Machunga. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 